Hello church, I am so thrilled for this morning's message. Let's prepare ourselves and receive the message by getting our Bibles, notebooks, and pens. It's such an incredible word, let's hear it. Hello everybody, it is wonderful to be online with you today. And I want to say a special welcome to any friends and family that are joining us from different parts of the world. Over the past weeks, we've had friends from South Africa joining us, and we even had Josh and Enoch's sister, Danielle, joining us from India. So it's always so wonderful to be able to gather together here online, and just a big welcome to everybody. Now today, we are talking about being positioned to overcome. And I've been hearing from many people, uh, both in the Lifehouse community and also just friends and neighbors and people I chat to when I'm at the store, and many, many people are feeling very challenged during this time. We've, we've been going through this pandemic now for many months, and people are all um, experiencing the same weariness. I'm hearing people say things like uh, they're experiencing decision fatigue and just having to deal with the constant changes that are going on and not knowing uh, what is coming, not having enough facts, and just feeling really weary and uncertain of the future. And the beautiful thing is, friends, that today God wants to talk to us and speak into where we are at right at this moment in history. He has both a solution and words of encouragement and hope and life to bring to us today. So I really pray that by the end of this, you're going to be super encouraged and really understand that you are positioned to overcome. Now, just quick story for you. Uh, we got home the other night. We've just been loving these warm summer nights. They're just so beautiful, and uh, we, you never want to go inside because the, the air is warm, and it's, it's just glorious. And so we got home, and we just decided it was too beautiful to go indoors. We took out a picnic blanket. We put it on our front lawn, and we just sat outside, and we enjoyed looking at the stars. Now, the only problem is that in Mississauga, in this massive city that we live in, there is a ton of light pollution. And the townhouse complex that we live in um, has a street light right outside our um, townhouse. Um, and so what happens is that there is so much light, even when it's really late at night. And so you can kind of pick out one or two stars. You can see a couple of constellations. But you know that there's so much more there. It's just that we are not positioned well to actually be able to see what truly is above us. And so we have to use the Skywatch app. And you take the app and you position your phone um, to a certain location in the sky. And then on the screen, it actually shows you what is there. It's just not visible to your naked eye because of all the light pollution and because of our particular position. And uh, we discovered that the planet Jupiter is actually um, able to be seen with the naked eye at this time of the year. And we really wanted to see it. We, we love space. We love astronomy. And so what we did was we had to go inside. We had to change position. We had to go inside, go up to the second floor, and look over and above the roofs of the townhouses that were actually obscuring our vision. And when we changed our position, we actually looked out, and there was Jupiter. And we could actually see it with our naked eye and just marvel at this magnificent planet that God had created and suspended in space. And it's just such a privilege to see it. But if we hadn't changed our position, we would never have been able to actually enjoy that view. 
Now, the reason that um, I'm sharing this little story with you is that sometimes what happens in the natural has a spiritual application as well. And, you know, the truth for every human being here on earth is that we get to live from only one of two positions. We are either positioned in God's kingdom, the kingdom of light, with Jesus Christ, and the way that we are positioned in that kingdom is we believe who he says he is, and we take hold of the life that he's made available for us. So if you are a new believer, or perhaps you are someone who is really looking into the truth of who Jesus is, and you have not yet entered into a relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you today, listen to what God has for you, because he has the same position for every person here on earth. But we get to determine and choose which position we're going to live from. So there are only two positions, being in the kingdom of light, God's kingdom, with Jesus Christ, in relationship with him, living as a new creation, or we are positioned in the dominion of darkness. But those are the only two positions that are available for every human being to live in. Now, God is speaking to us today about our position and how he has positioned those that have chosen to come into his kingdom, and he has positioned us to overcome. And I want to share three scriptures out of the book of Ephesians that God highlighted for us, and he's wanting to speak to us about our position through these three scriptures. So if you can follow along with me, let's investigate. The book of Ephesians, just in case you don't know, was written by Paul, an apostle, which means a sent one. And Paul wrote much of the New Testament. And, and in it, in the book of Ephesians, it's so magnificent because it speaks about who we are and how God sees us. It speaks to us about who Jesus is. And then it talks to us about the, the role and the function of the church of Christ. And it is just such an encouragement and a fantastic book. So I urge you, if you've never read through the whole of Ephesians, I urge you to read it soon. It is amazing. But today we're just going to look at these three um, scriptures. So the first scripture um, is in Ephesians 1 verse 17. Before we get to verse 17, Paul has spoken to us and he's explained to us who we are when we give our lives over to Jesus. And he says we are chosen, we are adopted, we are included, we are forgiven. Just this beautiful, beautiful understanding of who we are when we are positioned in God's kingdom with him in his family. But then in verse 17, Paul prays this amazing prayer. And it's really important for us to get to grips with what he's saying in these particular verses. So Paul prays and he says, first, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And then he prays and he goes on, he says, he prays that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened, that we would know the hope to which he has called us. And then he says, and God's incomparably great power for those of us who believe. But then he goes on and he says from verse 19, he talks about where Jesus is positioned. And he says, this power that is for us who believe is the same as the mighty strength that God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead 
and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. And then he says these amazing words, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And then it says that God placed all things under the feet of Christ Jesus and appointed him to be head over everything. This scripture means that Jesus is over all things. He's over every name. He's over every dominion. He's over every authority. And everything has been placed under his feet. Now that's really important because we need to understand where Jesus is positioned because we are in him when we give our lives to him. Now listen to Ephesians 2. In Ephesians 2, um, Paul describes our position. And in Ephesians 2 verse 6, he says this amazing thing. He says, it is, first of all, he reiterates again that it is by grace we've been saved. There is nothing we can do to, to earn our way into this kingdom of light and into God's family. Um, we have to believe in who Jesus is and what he has done for us. So we are saved by grace. But then it says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. I mean, do you, do you get that? He has seated us with Christ in the same position that Jesus has, which means we are seated in him and with him far above all rule and dominion, power and authority. That is where we spiritually reside. And so our position naturally is here on earth because as his body, we are here to represent him to the world and make known the gospel, the good news of salvation, that all people can be positioned in this kingdom. So naturally, that's where we are. But spiritually, we are also positioned with Christ. This means that every day we are actually supposed to live from that spiritual position and by the power that he says he has put at our disposal as a result. Now, the reality is that the dominion of darkness that we spoke about as well, so there's God's kingdom of light, and then there's the dominion of darkness. The dominion of darkness uh, is inhabited by demonic spirits, and we know that every day they assail both believers and non-believers alike. It's what they do. The difference for us being in the kingdom of light and being positioned with Christ far above all rule and dominion is this. The difference is that we don't have to tolerate their influence. We don't have to tolerate the influence of the demonic realm. The only time they can actually have influence over those who are positioned with Christ in the kingdom of light is when we either don't recognize their influence or we tolerate it, we come into agreement with it, or we simply just start to engage with it and believe it. So let me give you an example. Right now, for instance, when many of us are feeling worried and anxious, we're fearful, that is naturally very understandable. None of us respond exceptionally well to change, especially when we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And right now, most of the world is sitting in that exact same place. But remember where we are positioned. And so what happens is this. If we actually determine that we're going to agree with the fear and the worry and the anxiety that is coming, 
we can rationalize it away, we can say it's just normal, but actually what we are then doing is we're coming into agreement with it, and what we're doing is we're putting our faith in the wrong kingdom. What happens is we're living then from the wrong position. We've actually forgotten where Christ has positioned us. We're positioned with him. Because we, um, because we are so easily influenced by the fear and the worry, we very easily forget what God is actually saying to us. Chris Vallison says this. He says that fear is faith in the wrong kingdom. It's just our faith being exercised from the wrong position. And God is urging us today to remember where he has positioned us. And he's saying, don't put your faith in the wrong kingdom. Remember who I am. Put your faith back in me. So very practically, how do we overcome? How are we positioned to overcome? What do we do when we find ourselves in this place where we are recognizing, oh my goodness, I've been partnering with that fear. I've been partnering with worry and anxiety. Well, these are the things that God says to us. He says, first of all, remember that your heavenly position is a magnificent one. You're positioned with Christ. Then he says, recognize the demonic influence and recognize that the way the demonic influences us is by sharing their thoughts with us. So very often, our thoughts and feelings are not actually our own. We might be influenced by thoughts that are not ours. But when we start to tolerate those thoughts and we don't check them against what God's word says, those thoughts become our own. And that's how the demonic starts to influence us. But God says, remember, not all thoughts and feelings are yours. Not all of them are coming from you. They could be coming from an outside source. And so his, his uh, solution for us is this. He says, manage your thoughts. And we do that by going to his word. And I want to share 2 Corinthians 10 because it is such a powerful scripture for all of us, especially at this time. In 2 Corinthians, it's Paul speaking again to us. And he understood this. He understood what it meant to live from a heavenly position. And in 2 Corinthians, he writes, and he says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. A stronghold is a thought that has been able to advance and have such influence over you that it is almost as though a fortress has been built. And it is very hard to penetrate that fortress because you, there has almost been a habit that's formed in, in the way that you have thought about a particular thing. But God says his word and the weapons that he's given us demolish those strongholds. And then Paul says we demolish arguments and every pretension, every lofty thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is a very powerful scripture for us. Because God is saying, 
I have positioned you to overcome. And when you take hold of my word and you remember and you choose to believe what I say rather than what you may be feeling or thinking in the moment, if it is contrary to what I say, then God says, I give you the ability to take those things down. I give you the ability to demolish a stronghold, a way of thinking that may not line up with what God says about us. And he says that we have the ability to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So we need to know God's word. We need to check our thoughts against what he is saying. And then we need to get back to living from our proper position. So the third scripture is just a beautiful promise that God gives us as a result of all of this. And in Ephesians 3.20, he says this. Uh, Paul is speaking and he says, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So God has said to us over these three scriptures, he said, I want you to remember where Christ is positioned, he's over all. I want you to remember that you have been seated with Christ in the heavenly realms over all because you're in him. And then he says, on that basis, that's the position that you live from. And it is from that position that you can overcome all things that assail you and come against you because you're in me. But then he doesn't leave it there. He says, and when you come and ask me to help you because my Holy Spirit is with you to help you in all circumstances, he's going to remind you of the truth. And then I want you to know that when you come and ask me for help and invite me into a situation, I'm not just going to do what you've asked me to do, I'm going to do immeasurably more than all you could ask or imagine, according to my power that's at work within you. For me, that is just the most hope-filled, glorious truth, because it takes care of any negative circumstance that we are facing. Our God is with us in the midst of it, and he says, I've positioned you to actually overcome. So to, to end off or to, to round out um, what God is wanting to say to us, I just wanted to bring us back to two prophetic words that God gave us right at the beginning when this pandemic started. And um, the first word he gave us was out of Isaiah 40. And I just want to read this to you. Uh, perhaps you remember me sharing this word with you right at the very beginning. And um, in the scripture, God says, Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. And what God was saying to us was that I'm going to give my people who will wait on me, who will trust me, who will remember where I have positioned them, I'll give you supernatural capacity to deal with the days to come. And whether what is around you demands that you supernaturally, it's as though you are flying, or you need the ability and the energy and the capacity to run, or you just need the steadfast ability to keep walking, God says, I'll give you what you need. And you won't grow weary, you won't have to succumb to fear, and you won't faint you won't have a spirit of fatigue or fainting or heaviness. God assures us that he's able to do this for us. Our, um, what he asks of us or, or our um, action 
that, that is demanded is that we would remember where he's positioned us and that he's positioned us to overcome. And so the question we really need to ask ourselves every time we feel tired, weary, emotionally drained, maybe you're finding yourself becoming very short-tempered and angry, maybe you're just very fearful, um, we need to remember our position. And our true position um, is that, that we are in Christ and God says, I want you to bring your thoughts under Christ. I want you to take your thoughts captive and I want you to start thanking me and declaring what I say about your situation and not what it is that you are thinking or feeling about it. So when we do this, what happens is we're actively throwing off and demolishing that influence that's trying to set itself up against the truth that God has declared over you. And instead, where the enemy, the lie of the enemy is like, oh, you're weak. You're not going to be able to get through this. Look at you. You're a terrible mom. You're an awful parent. Look at you. You're a terrible employee. You can't do your job well. What, you know, get yourself together. And the enemy just assails us day after day after day. But when he comes with those lies, God is saying, you know the truth in Jesus. You know that I've made you to be strong because you're positioned in him. You're positioned with me and you can overcome. And um, my favorite, favorite song at this time has been the song called Rattle. It's a worship song. And um, it speaks about, it, it kind of takes the theme from the story um, where God um, asks the prophet to look at the valley of dry bones. And he says, now I want you to prophesy over these dry bones, these, these bones of, of dead soldiers that have been there for so long that the bones themselves have dried up. And God says, I want you to prophesy breath and life to them. And then God actually brings um, these, these people back to life. And um, this, this song, Rattle, speaks very much about the God who makes possible what is seemingly impossible. And uh, there's this one line in the song that God has said to me over this whole pandemic time, make this the anthem of your life during this time. And I encourage you to do the same. And it's this line in the song that says, since when has impossible ever stopped you? And it's talking about God and God's word for us as, as his church, as his precious, precious children is, you know that the impossible doesn't stop me. I am the God of the impossible. And so the second prophetic word that he brought to us right at the beginning of this pandemic was out of Romans, where God says he is the God that gives life to what is dead and calls into beings things that are not as though they were. And so there is literally no situation that is impossible for God to both work in and to turn around for the good for those that love him. But we need to choose to engage with him, to remember where we are positioned, positioned in Christ, in the spiritual realms, above all. And then we are to take him at his word and to manage our thoughts according to his word. And then to become a people who, like Abraham did in, in, in Romans, um, it says that Abraham was convinced, he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised because he knew the truth of this, that God is the God who calls things that are dead to life, and he is the God who calls into beings things that were not as though they are. And so, friends, I hope that that word encourages you, and I'd love to just pray for us as we end this time. So um, let's just 
take a moment and let's just be in God's presence and let him just bring a revelation of this truth to every one of us and to just still anxious and worried hearts because he loves us and he wants us to just run to him and engage with him. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you that you always go before us. You always make a way for us. Lord, we do not have to be a people that fear. We are a people who are positioned to overcome because of what you have done, Jesus, and because of who you are. And so, Lord, I pray for every person listening right now, God. I ask that right now they would encounter you. They would encounter your peace. They would encounter your hope. And they would remember, Lord, that they are positioned with you and they are positioned to overcome, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they would start declaring what you say over their circumstances. And, Lord, I thank you in advance that great testimonies are going to result because they're going to see your hand moving on their behalf, Lord. Thank you for the truth of this, God. And I pray, Lord, for everyone that is watching that does not know you. Lord, I pray for a revelation of the truth of who you are to be granted to them now, that they would choose to position themselves in your kingdom of light, to become a part of your family, Lord, to be loved by the living God, God. And I ask that they would come to life. They would truly live the abundant life that you have made available for them, Lord. So I pray for salvation to result out of this message today, God. I bless every person listening, Lord, in your mighty name. And I thank you, Jesus, that in you we are positioned to overcome. God bless you, friends. You are loved and we'll be together again soon, either in person or online. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your day. We pray that today's message uplifts you and encourages you. Don't forget to comment a heart emoji in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we invite you to join us for our online connect rooms at 11.30 today. The link will be provided in the chat or on our website at lifehouse.ca. On our website, you can also view our active life groups. Your job is simple. Just visit lifehousechurch.ca slash life group and you can sign up for the life groups that work for you come and connect and make some new friends and church if you want to continue your giving or support god's kingdom there are so many ways type the information below today is such a blessing that's it from us today god loves you so much we hope to see you next week